Thank you very much. That's amazing. Do keep that passage open in front of you. And uh, we're going to explore a little bit more. And Ben's going to help me. Ella might want to help me as well. Because you need to be expectant and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And some of them are going to get thrown at you um, this evening. Um, And these guys are going to help in the form of these presents, these gifts here, as we explore spiritual gifts. So be ready. Be alert. It's not time to nod off. Otherwise, you might have an injury. Um, uh, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. Why don't you just take a moment, if that's true for you, just to say, I love the Holy Spirit, and to welcome him. Now, say it to yourself. I love the Holy Spirit. Um, in, throughout this series, we're exploring some of the work of the Holy Spirit. And um, I love, even in this passage, you begin to get a glimpse of some of the things that he does. So I found these uh, three things helpful in reminding me uh, how significant the work of the Spirit is in our lives. So the first one we see the hint of in verse 3. The first thing the Spirit does to any of us, if we're here this evening and can call ourselves a Christian, is the first thing the Holy Spirit does is he reveals Jesus to us. He reveals Jesus to to us. And we see that in verse 3. Glance down at verse 3 with me. Um, No one can say, second half of verse 3, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And you see, as soon as um, we've accepted that Jesus is Lord, if we've welcomed him into our lives, the Spirit doesn't leave it there. He then gets to work. Uh, the second thing the Spirit does and continues to do throughout our lives is he reveals Jesus in us. Um, uh, and he does that uh, through things like the fruit of the Spirit, love, patience, peace, all of those things. He grows the character of Christ in us. Because you see, in that moment of grace, when he reveals who Jesus is to us, it, it reveals that God loves us just as we are. Whatever you've come from tonight, if you've walked in here this evening, I have no idea some of your backgrounds. You need to know that God loves you. Before you make any movement to him, he loves you. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us and that God loves us. But he loves us too much to leave us that way, which is why the Spirit then gets to work in our lives, to heal us, to transform us more and more into Christ-likeness. That's the character uh, of Christ that he, he... breathes into our lives, brings new life to in our lives. So the Spirit reveals Jesus to us, he reveals Jesus in us, and then we get to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that's how the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus among us, the power of Jesus among us as a community. So we're not just a social club that meets up at six o'clock on a, on a Sunday evening because it's a little chilly outside. We meet to meet with the living God who is powerfully at work in our community to change us, to build us up, to build up the church, and to send us out to change the world, and nothing less. So I love the Holy Spirit. Do you love the Holy Spirit? I love the Holy Spirit. And um, we're going to explore um, some of the gifts that he gives us um, through um, these boxes and through our reading. And the first one is um, a message of wisdom. Uh, the message of wisdom, that uh, I, I can't go into um, loads of depth on each one of these. There'll be a few stories along the way. If you have any questions over any of these gifts or want to explore further, then Tim's here and you can chat to Tim afterwards. Um, But uh, the message of wisdom, wisdom, uh, a particularly sort of kind of uh, divine clarity, uh, often bringing together God's word with uh, the situation we're facing in our lives and bringing a real clarity, uh, like a knife through butter, that kind of wisdom in our lives. I'll describe one situation for me. I remember when I was... um, probably about um, your age, you guys, all there, the the teachers, yeah, you guys. When I was about your age, many moons ago, um, I was a a weekend away, and a guy called Ken Costa was speaking. And I remember he was uh, was speaking to us all, but he he seemed to look straight at me. He said, 
He said this line that just had such wisdom and clarity for my life at the time. He just said, the patterns we lay down today become the foundations for our future. And he bat out from the word of God. But that phrase stuck with me. I thought, flip, I need to take my faith more seriously. The patterns we lay down today become the foundations for our future. That was a bit of just divine wisdom for me at that time. Sometimes we know that. The kind of the word of God or something someone says just echoes in our hearts. Message of wisdom. And we, um, some people have a particular gift of wisdom. I think Simon has a particular gift of wisdom. There are others in this community who have that gift. Um, and we need more of it, as we do with all of the gifts. Who'd like um, a, a gift of wisdom, spiritual gift of wisdom? Brilliant. Tom. Ben, can you go and give that? To, it's Tom, isn't it? Can you give that to Tom? You can throw it at him if you want. See if you can catch it. Brilliant. Brilliant. If the Welsh rugby team had caught that well this afternoon, they might have won rather than just drawn. Um, uh, next one, message of knowledge. Message of knowledge is, um, I described this uh, earlier, is it's, like a, it's like a key that unlocks something. Something that we could never possibly know, but that God feeds into us, gives us a, a, a message of knowledge. Something we couldn't possibly know about a situation or about a person that just unearths something, uh, unlocks something in their hearts that can uh, bring healing. I um, uh, don't want to use the same example all the time, but a particularly powerful example in my life was when I was praying for somebody and this phrase came into my mind, after winter, spring must come. Uh, this is an abbreviated version of the story. But I, I heard, and I didn't know, what was, didn't know what that was and where it come from. Never heard it before. Eventually had the guts to share it with the person I was praying for. After winter, spring must come. As it turned out... She was going through a really tough time at that time. As it turned out, those were the first words ever spoken over in her life by her mum after she was born. Because her father or something or her uncle had just died. She'd received a card with after winter, spring must come. And those were the first words she ever spoke over her daughter in this world. And, and that was just a key to unlock what God wanted to do in her life. Now, I had no idea. Of course I had no idea of that. But those, those, those extraordinary things where God says, I'm here, I know you, I love you, I want to be at work in your life, and that can unlock. Who'd like to see more of that kind of stuff? Who'd like to have that gift? Brilliant. Um, Ella, can you give this one out? There was a hand up over there. Sorry, I don't know your name. Carly would like the gift of uh, messages of knowledge. Brilliant. Throw it at her. <coughs> Good catch. Uh, next one. What was the, what's the next one in the reading? Help me out. Which one of these is it? Faith or healing? Faith. This is um, special faith, mountain-moving faith. So many of you have this gift of faith. This church has a gift of faith, mountain-moving, church-back-to-life-bringing faith. For those of you who are new here this evening and don't know, I was chatting to, to one guy at the start of the service this morning. I joined the team here um, just under two years ago because this church had a gift of faith to see another church over there, St. Albans Acton Green, come back to life. They've been closed for years. But they had the gift of faith to stretch themselves. No, it can. The future of that building is not to be flats. It's to be a place where people come in and they meet their saviour. They meet God. They make friends. They learn to live life better. And they took bold steps of faith, audacious faith, to see the future that what could be at St. Albans. Um, Who thinks we need more faith? Who'd like mountain-moving faith? Okay, Holly wants mountain-moving faith. That one's slightly bigger, so be gentle. Throw that, Holly. Oh, there we go. Um, Next one, healing. Healing. Um, uh, Hands up here. Uh, We did this this morning. I had no control over it. Didn't know what was going to happen, but it was brilliant. Um, Hands up here who feels at some point in their life they've been healed by God. 
Okay, there's quite a few. Look around. Just for the, there's quite a few hands, aren't there? And I'm, I'm going to pick on one of you. Toby, can you come up and share your story of um, when God healed you? Come up, come up. Where's the microphone? There's the microphone. So just briefly tell your story of healing. It's not a very impressive one. It doesn't matter. Go for it. A chalazion on my eye, and I got it prayed for while I was at Grapevine. So you're a a doctor. Sorry, Toby's a a doctor. Does anybody else, anybody else here know what a chalazion on the eye is? It's like like a sty. sty? Like a sty, okay. But it was like on the inside of my eyelid. It was really scratchy and itchy, and I got it prayed for at a Christian camp at Grapevine. You could like see it if you lifted the eyelid up. It was horrible. Then it just went away the next day. Just went away, just like that. Yeah. Amazing. Praise God. Isn't that brilliant? Um, we had another one this morning about, um, from a member of the congregation over there who had uh, severe claustrophobia. And she got prayed for over the summer. Actually, it was released just in worship. She was just worshiping. She didn't even need to go and get prayer for it. And she knew it had been healed. Uh, and uh, then she got stuck in a lift about a week later with her husband. And she was fine. That would have totally freaked the, anyone, anyone else who's even slightly claustrophobic, doesn't mind admitting that they're claustrophobic. No, nobody else. Anyway, severely claustrophobic, gets stuck in a lift the next week with her husband. She's okay. She, got on the, she, said, she said, I got on the tube yesterday. I never would have been able to do that. Um, who'd like to see more healing? Who'd like the gift of healing? Throw that one really hard at Tim. Um, <laughs> by the way, I do. I want to reiterate. This isn't how um, the Spirit distributes gifts. This isn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that because you didn't catch it, you can't have gift of healing. You can. We'll pray later. This isn't how it works with Ben and Ella just uh, chucking them at you. It says in verse eleven, doesn't it? The Spirit distributes these just as He determines, just as He wants. That's a little bit be- like because um, He knows what's best for us. Uh, I sometimes think that that the people that have um, the some more obvious kind of um, kind of miraculous gifts uh, tend sometimes to be the least uh, people you least expect. I don't know why there's that pattern, but I sometimes wonder whether the, the, the people that maybe have confidence and bravado, good public speakers or whatever, might not be given those gifts, maybe because their pride couldn't handle it. And the Spirit knows that. And he'll give it up to someone who maybe you wouldn't expect that gift. I, I see the Spirit a little bit like, we watched a, a video last week at St. Albans, a little bit like um, a conductor of an orchestra. And uh, he's conducting the work of God in our lives. He knows exactly the part each of us is to play and he distributes the gifts just as he determines and it's a good thing he does. Um, Brilliant. Next gift. Um, Healing. Which one's? Miraculous powers. Is that the next one? Um, I won't say loads and loads about this but miraculous powers. Who'd like to see more miraculous powers happening? Richard's got his arms particularly wide at this moment. Uh, Ben, you're going to throw this one at your dad. Ella's strategically moving out the way. (laughs) Okay, Tim, you're going to need to use that gift later on quite a few people. Um, Next one, prophecy. Um, We had this just this morning at St. Albans. The story I'm going to tell about prophecy. Prophecy is not so much uh, telling the future, if you thought it was telling the future. It's more telling God's truth for now into a situation. Uh, Forth-telling rather than foretelling is how some people describe it. And um, I... I love the Holy Spirit, and I love the way this was exercised this morning at St. Albans. So we had some time and space at the end for people to, to pray, perhaps in tongues for the first time, to receive in different ways. And we said, we said, look, if you feel you have anything from the Lord, please come up, share it. We, we need it. Um, we need the body of Christ. This is, meant, this is for the common good, these gifts. That's what the reading tells us. 
And uh, we need that. Anyway, we waited for a while and it looked like we were almost about to finish the service. And then uh, someone called Seema, I was stood just there. She came up to me and she just whispered in my ear like this. And she just said, um, she said I, I think I've had this thing for a few weeks now. And I just can't, it just is always there. And I just wonder whether it's not just for me. And um, I just had this strong sense that someone or some people here need to know that God has gone before them. That he's trodden the path that they're about to go on. He's, he's got, hands up if you were there this morning. That's what she said, wasn't it? That God's gone before them. They need to know that. And he's going to be with them when they get there. And, um, and then I terrified her because I said, okay, brilliant. You're going to share that. She said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. Um, and you're going to pray for us. And bless her. She was terrified about doing it. She's never, she said, I don't normally have feelings like this. I don't, but I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't let it go. And it sounded like it might be God to me. And so I made a call and I said, great, can you share that and can you pray that? So she came up, didn't she? She was so brave. She shared it and she prayed for us. And I know of at least one person that that was profoundly significant for that morning. It was exactly what they needed to hear. And they got prayer at the end of the service into that. I think it's exactly what maybe we need to hear as a church um, going into this year. And... um, I love that somebody who'd never used that gift publicly before, just this burden, this God, okay, well, maybe this, and had the guts to share it. And I love that church is a safe place where we can experiment with these gifts. We can begin to exercise them and get used to them. And it doesn't matter, incidentally, if you might sit, sit there and you think, well, what if I'm wrong? What if, what if it isn't of God? We mustn't worry about that. What if it is? What if it is? If it isn't, then it really doesn't matter. You see, with this stuff with the Holy Spirit, if, it's, if it doesn't work, inverted commas, then we don't take the blame. It's not us anyway. It's the power of God. As long as when it does happen, and something incredible happens, we don't take any of the glory. He does. So we don't take any of the blame if it doesn't so-called work, as long as he gets all the glory when it does happen in our midst. Do you see? Next gift, speaking in tongues. Is that the next one? Or is it distinguishing between spirits? Oh, oh, I need to give this one away. I'm sorry. Prophecy. Who wants prophecy? Who wants gift of prophecy? Over there. Over there. Uh, Alec- Alexa? Annetta. That was it. I met Annetta just a moment ago. So you, you might want to go around. Otherwise, Holly might get... Run around, run around and give it to Annetta. It's her first time here. We don't want to injure her. Uh, brilliant. Um, uh, Distinguishing between spirits, which one is it next? Distinguishing between spirits. Now, <coughs> this one I think can take a variety of forms. I don't know whether, there might be others of you who've had more experience of this than I have. I know my father had a baptism of fire when he went to be a, a missionary in Africa. And he'd only really heard of spiritual things and evil spiritual things in the Bible. And they didn't teach it at theological college. And he suddenly arrived and he had an exorcism to perform. And he was like, what? But there was definitely very, very strange stuff going on at this house. And he was like, I had no preparation for this. I just had to go in with my Bible and a cross and pray hard. <laughs> um, and it, but it worked. We don't have to interfere with these things because we know God. He's terrified of God. Uh, but I think there are other gentler ways in which sometimes this, um, this comes about. I shared a story this morning about a friend of mine who was leading a service. And somebody came up to them and said, uh, I've got a word from God I want to share with the congregation. He said, okay, can you tell me what it is? And they said, no, no, it's not for you. It's for the congregation. (laughs) And so he said, well, I don't think we can do that then. Sorry, I can't let you share that then. 
And because, uh, you know, one of the things the Holy Spirit says throughout these chapters is that there's, there needs to be unity. There's peace. There's order, not disorder and chaos when we exercise the spiritual gifts. It was getting a bit out of hand in the Corinthian church. There should be peace and order. Everybody getting a chance to play, as it were. Anyway, so uh, this person went off rather grumpy. And he found out later that that person had then started bad-mouthing him quite a lot. This horrible vicar, he didn't let me say my word. And it was from God, and he wouldn't let me share it. And isn't he awful? And he said, when I heard that, I knew I'd made the right decision. Because the Spirit wouldn't cause that disunity. It would, if it wasn't received, wasn't right, there'd be humility about it. There wouldn't be a stirring up of more trouble. He said, I knew I'd then made the right decision. Sometimes it's gentler ways like that. You just say, no, I'm not sure. That's actually from God. We need, we need God's help with that. Who'd like to be able to distinguish between spirits? Brilliant. John at the back, one person. Okay, we need more of you to put your hands up. Thank you. Okay, a couple more. But John's going to get it because he was the first one. So you, who's going to take that round to John? He's right at the back corner there. Can you take that one, Ben? And then speaking in tongues. Um, I love the gift of speaking in tongues. Do you need to, spe- to exercise speaking in tongues um, to get to heaven? Of course you don't. Um, uh, I know someone, though, who said, uh, of course you don't need to speak in tongues to get to heaven. I just don't know why you'd want to. Um, it's an amazing gift. It's it, one of, it, different to a lot of these gifts in that its primary use is in, is in your own personal prayer. It's to build yourself up. It's another prayer language, basically, to God. I know one person who, I'm going to two illustrations of when they first spoke in tongues. And one for them, it was, they went back home, they'd just seen God heal someone. And they, they, they were just, they were like skipping back home. They were just like, God, you're so amazing. I love you. I'm incredible that you do that stuff. I can't believe you use me in doing that stuff. Oh, Jesus, you're amazing. I love you, like this. And he just he said, God, I need, I need another language. I don't know how to, I can't just keep saying I love you. I need to know what, and he was given the gift of tongues then. And he just started praying in tongues in a language that he didn't know. Uh, some kind of divine language. It uh, wasn't one that he knew. And that was God giving him another prayer language, really to just articulate, how, to join in with the song of many in heaven and the angels saying, I love you, Jesus. There's another person I know who was in a taxi on the way to see, rushing to try and see their dad before they died because they'd had a heart attack, had a call, jumped in a taxi off, and he's like, he didn't know what to pray. He's just like, I don't know what to pray. Please help me pray. And he found himself starting to speak in tongues, to pray in tongues. And it enabled him to release the combination of feelings. I don't know what he was feeling there or, or what he was saying, but God did, and it enabled him to pray. And um, it's a beautiful gift. It's a wonderful gift. Sometimes we experience it in our services, in singing, and sometimes it's matched with this one, the interpretation of tongues, which again is really exciting because what it means is the Spirit doesn't want one person to get all the kind of credit for a tongue or a message. He wants someone else then to come in and interpret it. And I've seen that as well, where somebody will give a word in a service context rather than just in personal prayer say, I think this is what God's saying. I I think I've got this word in tongues. I think I heard Richard do it here in a service. And then there's a a pause, there's a wait, because there's an expectation in God's community that then there'll be interpretation for that um, tongue. That, again, will be like some of the other gifts, bring truth or revelation, uh, something the community really need to know. Um, Amazing gifts to have. Who would like to speak in tongues? have that gift, or interpret tongues, and or interpret tongues. Brilliant. Which one? This one. Interpretation. Can you give that one to Toss? And who'd like to speak in tongues?
I'm not going to make you do it now, but there we go. Simon would like to speak in tongues. Now, that's a little bit by way of explaining um, the spiritual gifts. Uh, in a moment, we're going to have some time to worship and to pray for one another and to receive, hopefully, these gifts. What we need to remember about these gifts is um, it, it's the Holy Spirit. It's all about Jesus. But it's about Jesus being revealed amongst us. The, the, verse in, um, the word in verse 7 of this is now to each one the manifestation, the revealing of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's for the common good, these gifts, they're to serve, bless one another, as you can tell, healing, uh, message of knowledge. They're there to bless one another rather than to build just us up, make us look good. They're for the common good to the glory of God that we might be equipped and ready to live out our lives in the power of Jesus every day. I also love it, by the way, and tell me after coffee, if you have a testimony like this, of where people have, have played with some of these gifts, um, not just in the church, but uh, prayed for somebody or had a word of knowledge for somebody out on the street. I know Tim and others have been involved in street healing and just going out, at treasure hunting sometimes it's called, asking God for words of knowledge about people who are out there and then going to find them and pray for them, seeing God do extraordinary things. Um, I love hearing stories like that. And other people are better at it than me. So tell me about those stories. But I love the Holy Spirit. He's amazing. He's God. So of course we love him. But I love the Holy Spirit and all that he does in our lives. He reveals Jesus to us. Perhaps tonight you need Jesus revealing to you. That's the main thing. Actually you need to know who Jesus really is. I pray that the Spirit will do that. Perhaps we need more of the character of Christ. There's a particular area of our lives that, that's not quite right. That God, it, that the Spirit convicts sometimes when there's things wrong in our lives. It's such a kindness of the Holy Spirit to do that. To say, actually, I love you, but not just as you are. We need to deal with that. And perhaps tonight, there'll be some of us here who receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. Or a re-gifting of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't that be exciting? Shall we stand? We're going to pray. It's, um, there's nothing magic about this. It's just sign language. But if you'd like to, won't you put your hands out in front of you? Um, that way, you're, it's, it's like the gift thing. That way you're ready to catch a gift. It's to receive a gift. It's just, it's just sign language. It's kind of like a body language. God's just saying, I'm open to whatever you have for me now. Actually, I'm not going to say much more. We're going to flow into worship. All I'm going to urge you to say in your own hearts now, there might be a specific gift you want to ask for as well. There might be a specific thing you want to ask for. But this is actually, it's not about pursuing a particular gift. It's about pursuing Jesus. And that overflows in some of these gifts. So pursue Jesus now as we worship. Just, just say, come Holy Spirit. For yourself, just come Holy Spirit. Just say, I love you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I want more of you, Holy Spirit. He's so good. And we'll just begin to worship. And um, 
If you want to receive prayer for anything in particular, please come up to the front. We'd love to pray with you. If you want to carry on worshiping, just worship. If you want to start um, speaking in tongues, just give it a go. The way you start is you start. (laughs) Just open your mouth and just start speaking. Ask for the gift and then just start speaking in a language that isn't your own. You might want to ask someone to pray for you to receive that gift or any of the gifts. Just use this space as, as you feel led. Come, Holy Spirit, be at work in our lives. We love you.